Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I fell off my longboard today. I'm Ben, and I've blocked myself for six days now. I'm Adrian, and I have a cat named Hannah. Aw, and holy shit, we got Adrian up in the house today. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Adrian? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, um, I don't know. Where where can anybody find you at? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Adrian Gomez, and that's it. I'm not really a name in the community, but I plan on starting my own podcast sometime in the near future. Okay, so you're not you're not here to plug our competition. Okay, cool. No, sir. <laughs> so, uh, what are you drinking on tonight? I have a Snapple. It takes two to mango tea. All natural. Yum. Yum, that sounds awesome. It's delicious. Ben, what do you got tonight? Uh, it's the same whiskey I had last week. Some Hudson, Manhattan, rye something. It's okay. Fancy schmancy. Um, but got... it's knocked down, so. Nice, nice. Well, I got a classic PBR right here. Nice. Nice. That's that's what I should have got for today. Damn it. That's all right. Enjoy your whiskey. Your whiskey. Um, I don't know. I was just channeling Robin Williams there or something. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Right? So there's a little bit of news today. This week. Surprisingly. Normally we just trade through these so we can go pretty quick. Adrian, you want to get in on this? You want Ben and I just do this? Uh, I'd be happy to to chime in. Maybe give me like the second one. Sure, sure. All, All right. right. Uh, ben, go ahead. You take the first one. So uh, Kennywood has delayed their opening um, for some reason. Not sure why. But uh, we'll we'll update everyone once we figure that out. Huh, that's strange. Couldn't have seen that coming. No. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a shocker, honestly. Especially Kennywood. Out of yeah. nowhere. Why don't why aren't they open? So completely it looks, unprompted. It looks like uh this place called La Ronde is postponing its opening next month. Huh. Strange. Oh, there we go. Another park. Alright, well uh SeaWorld's CEO has stepped down after only five months in the position. What? A CEO stepping down? That's funny because we covered that. Yeah, last time. So our show hasn't been around all that long, and we've now covered two CEOs leaving SeaWorld. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's like almost a little weird to like see. Yeah, because I remember talking about it very clearly. So it's just like... What if it's in their Damn. job title that they have to step down? I mean, maybe it's in the contract. They're like, all right, six months maximum. I mean, it also seems like, I mean, it also seems like it might, maybe it's due to like the economic uncertainty. So 
I do know that like before major recession, CEOs will typically leave and step down because it like takes. They're going to replace them per- with like a recent college grad. <laughs> I take I take the position. See, this shit. is why the company's failing. It's like some guy who just got a an MB. Ugh, I work he with took those a, types. He, he took a few online classes. They're like, look, we know you're right out of business school, but we'll give you seventy five thousand dollars a year with stock options and a four hundred one k. Match that fifty percent. What can go wrong? Now it is a contract job. <laughs> <laughs> You have to step down in but six months. But it is months. temp to hire. <laughs> yeah, they're just going through temp to hire people. Seriously. <laughs> well, shit. Well, I wonder how long they're going to go without uh, a CEO now. Because I, I don't think they just pick them. It's not like they move up throughout the company, right? They kind of like pick them. Yeah, I it's think they like outside a, hire from that position. And yeah. do you think they need to fill that position right away? Or do they probably take some time? Well, they probably have so, like an interim CEO or whatever. Yeah, someone who. Yeah, there's running. always somebody in the chain, but someone who's running. I do know the- that like sometimes it's it's like it's better for a company's image if the CEO steps down like when major shit is going down. But there's nothing major going down. So the question is: Is Six Flags going to have the same thing? Probably. Maybe all the theme parks will wife swap and uh just trade CEOs and turn it into a rea- turn it into a reality show. Hey, well that I'm not former a, Six Flags uh, guy went to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm all for wife swapping, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see what happens then. Quasi and Lake Compounds will delay their opening days? Huh. Well, there we go. Another two. That's a twofer Strange. right there. Two parks, one yeah. story. Quasi. Two parks, one story. That's two for the nice. price of one, man. Um, All right, Ben. Well, why don't you take us home with this last one? Oh, shit. Okay. So, um, Lagoon has also delayed their opening as well. You don't see. Um, I'm going to blame this on Mormons. Definitely Mormons. Of course. Can't really see any other. When we got like 14 people in a house. (laughs) Several wives. Literally wife swapping. Yeah, even if you're quarantined, it's like, nope. Yeah, like the guy who has six, like eight bedroom houses on one block. Is that the guy they did the TV show on? Yeah, yeah. He's got like seven wives and seven houses. That guy's (laughs) such a fucking, he's such a badass. That guy's cool. Well, the funny thing is, is that the guy is like a piece of shit. You can just tell, like, and you, that's like it's like peak manipulation of the of the religion. It's oh, like some sure. shitty guy dude who just wants to bang all the time, but he wants doesn't want to feel guilty about banging a lot of women, so he turns into a religion. Yeah, so and, that yeah. makes him a cool freaking dude. We need to get Don back to comment on this. <laughs> yeah, Don. <laughs> All right, well, that's the news for this week. Yay! So much news. Yep. Yeah, well, um, there was a Gwazi or Gwazi Bush Gardens re-leaked this like leaked teaser POV, which had 
like three seconds of POV footage. So I don't know when it's going to be released, but maybe you, soon. You, you have to assume that they have the POV done. I mean, the train, they've been testing for a while, so. Three seconds is not enough to finish. Ooh, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> That's a speed record. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad. It's a tough one. But yeah, like, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the park will actually post a POV. They're trying to keep it secret. Well, what? Okay, so really, really quick in review, what are, what are, what are the all the new coasters that are going to be delayed in opening now? So Iron Gwazi's not done or won't be ready, or it, it's ready but not opening. What other shit is new for this year? Pantheon, Emperor, Emperor, Pantheon, Emperor. Candemonium, Jersey Devil, which they're, of course, going to use this as an excuse for why it's not opening on time. But have you seen the progress on that? Yeah, it's going up really quick. I don't think it'll be that long until it's complete. Yeah, I I feel like those rides go up like a fucking carnival coaster. Seriously. And then don't they have another one? Like Legos. The one that's (laughs) going to the water park this year, supposedly, too? Oh yeah, yeah the uh, rap that other raptor. That's gonna be so weird. Like imagine, imagine if you lived in South Dakota, you've never been on a roller coaster. Like your whole family has made like twenty thousand dollars a year your whole life, and then you ride that ride. That's like your first roller coaster ever. Like imagine, like the amount of new coaster enthusiasts that are gonna be born out of South Dakota because of that ride. They that's such a good ride too. Having Great America as one of my home parks and riding Rail Blazer, those Raptors are so freaking awesome. So they're gonna get they're gonna be really spoiled with that. No, they're good. I liked uh yeah, like I rode Rail Blazer and then I rode Wonder Woman, and it wasn't until I rode Wonder Woman that I felt like I was able to kind of take it all in. Because which one was better of the two? They're both they're both like the same. It's just that when I rode Railblazer, it was so like I ran into the park like the last hour it was open. I rode it one time, so it was just kind of a like I didn't take it. I wasn't able to take it all in because I feel like you got to ride that ride a couple times. Oh yeah, when I one one of my visits, I got on that ride a few times in a row. There was no no one blind, so I just stayed on. Those are always the best. Yeah. Yeah, those those are great. Especially oh, Railblazer. I freaking miss that ride so much. I'm excited for the longer trains on Jersey Devil. And oh, like that the, Yeah, and like that um the like straightaways, like the the like the the bunny hills and the inline twists that don't you know that don't turn because Wonder Woman and other and uh Railblazer are so tight. So it'd be cool to just like go straight, like a straightforward bunny hill or like a, a zero G roll looks cool. So, oh yeah, I'm and excited that, for that one. Can you imagine the last row on that ride, the extra four, four, four cars compared to like Wonder Woman, you're just going to get that much more force and intensity. It looks like a complete version of Goliath's layout. Yeah. Goliath. The ride that ends halfway through. Yep. No, that's that the Goliath. People say it's like one of the worst RMCs, but 
Yeah. I haven't been on it, so I can't see. Rocket into Goliath. the brakes at 55 miles an hour. Yeah, that was. I was going to say, that's the first time I've actually seen them market the hill into a brake run as an element. But that's an element? The yeah, when they when the PR team made their like promo video with the animation, it was like marketed. So it had the like, you know, it was like the strobe effect with the title screens and stuff. Yeah. And it was like literally it was like get airtime and fly into the brake run at fifty five miles an hour or something. Oh, yeah, and like the speed Fortuna major is using is like playing in the background. What if they advertised it as and finish the ride with sudden deceleration? Yeah, it's like slam into the brakes. Uh, 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 uh. And question yourself, <laughs> where's the rest? With that shitty Six Flags music that they always use, it's like it's like that super dramatic shit that's like ripped off of a fucking video game from the it's like, like some early two thousand action movie trailer. They're making them like <laughs> action movie trailers now. It's like coming this summer. To Six Flags Great Adventure. The Jersey Devil Coaster. And it's like. (laughs) I'd definitely love to ride Jersey Devil this year, though. I like the. I just like the train, how it's like a fucking mouth, like. Sucking a dick. That's how they designed it. It'd be better if they had like a giant nose on the front of it, and then you could, you know, like a rail line. (laughs) <laughs> or bo- Single like a coke line. Yeah. What if on, on the cheek on the cheek of the mouth they showed like a little like a indent? What if they sprayed you at the end of the ride? What like the like that maintenance man idea with a garden hose under the ride? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys who get slammed into the brake run and get sprayed <laughs> by Bob, the maintenance guy. Wasn't that the the water guy you guys were talking about? He sits on his phone and then gets a, a notice that the next train's coming, and so he gets up and. Gets the hose ready. Yeah, he puts his thumb on the hose. <laughs> so he control the pressure. Or even better, you know what? You remember those like crazy bumblebee sprinklers? What, what are those? It was, I know it's like the. No, it was like it was like it was like a hose, like a flexible hose, and that I would it would just kind of like spray around like the whaling arm inflatable two men thing. Oh yeah, but it, but it would like just spray around in random directions. I don't know if I've seen those. Or, but yeah, I like that sprinkler the underneath the ride. Yeah, yeah, just spraying like at just the right angle, <laughs> so everyone's getting caught. <laughs> they should they should do that when people have their phones out and have the spray get their phone wet. They're like road two. I saw the funniest thing on Joker with the phone. Uh, I I think it was the zero G stall. Me and my wife were riding it in the two, two rows in front of us was this kid and his dad. And as we were upside down floating, we see an object fly upwards towards the ground. And then we get back to the station and the kid's saying, Dad, do you have my phone? And the dad's like, he's saying like, uh, son, I think it fell. And the kid was like, Dad, how could you? What the fuck? Oh, it was so freaking funny. <laughs> Dude, that, okay, so 
the craziest thing I've ever seen was so I used to so when I or I used to live in Denver and I lived um across the street from Elish Gardens. So I could like so my 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 view from the apartment was like the landscape or the skyline of Elich with the city in the background. It's pretty cool. And the SLC. But um yeah, so I would like I could like lay in bed and watch all the rides go. And so one time I was watching the uh, side, I think it's Sidewinder, the SLC run, and a fucking iPad, like a fuck, like a giant iPad, because you could tell by how lit the screen was. Um, like f- I fell off the ride during the well, uh, you, you, first the Serpent <laughs> element, and the, it was because you could tell it was an iPad because as it fell, it spun, so you know it was like it would go like dark light, dark light, dark light as it was falling. And it was huge. So you lived close enough to tell that. What was that? You lived. You lived close enough to be able to to tell. Oh yeah, like I was like literally across the street from it. Um, so I could see like the whole park in detail. That's so crazy that that park has the highlight coaster and SLC. Fuck those rides. <laughs> that one's pretty good though. I I haven't ridden it, so I can't say. But my home park has Kong. And I fucking hate Kong. It, ugh, it needs to be torn down. When I rode Kong, I swear to God, it was gonna roll back. Like I, it felt like it was gonna valley on every element. Well, it it, it, it crawls through a lot of those elements. It's ugh, horrible. Yeah, it's it's really weird because like normally an SLC is rough because it's like you know whatever it's tight and compact and intense. Kong was like you go through an element. And then you would slow down, and you could feel the entire train like fall down, like onto the upstop wheels every time you yeah. went upside down. And then as it would, go, it, it went through it, it would like slam down onto the regular wheels again. Yeah, and it has like this weird shift, like a forward backward shifting motion as you're going through those uh, inversions. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah, I think I can. I ride. think I can. <laughs> The only the only one thing I like about SLC is the one element is that kind of like the flying turn part before the uh, the third inversion. Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys because that's like the one good part of the ride. You kind of go up, turn to the right, go back down. That's the only enjoyable part, in my opinion. Yeah, but generally, fuck SLC SLCs. Seriously, have you ever ridden an SLC really drunk though? It'll change your opinion on life. Can't is it that I bad have. or good? So when you're drunk, you don't care about how rough it is. You just kind of let your body go through the motions. And you're also All drunk room. because it's then it's super disorienting. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Definitely put that on your like roller coaster bucket list. Yeah. I rode T3 last summer, and it actually wasn't too bad. I mean, I, I would get on T3 again. Just the one time, though. I still can't believe that ride is standing because that's like the original SLC, and that shit is rough. At least, yeah. Last time I rode it, it was rough as fuck. It it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was but terrible. Yeah, when I rode it's it. not as bad as Kong, but I love Kentucky Kingdom. That park is amazing. All right, well, fucking SLCs. Um, it's time for a fun segment, guys. I hope y'all are ready for this. Ben, are you ready for we this? Is. Hell yeah. All right. It's time for our killer coaster of the week. <laughs> and this week's killer coaster 
is Flight Deck at California's Great America. So I haven't been on that Flight ride, Deck. but it looks good. It is really it, it it's a pretty good ride. Used to be Top Gun, then they named it Flight Deck, but I always call it Top Gun because growing up that's what it, that's what it was. But yeah, it's at Great America or California's Great America. I think it was the second or third uh, BNM invert. Yeah, it was yeah. I want to say it was like, yeah, I want to say it was like the second model, or no, there's only one Batman built. I think when they built that one, actually. Gotcha. I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm. It's gonna bug me. I think it's no, second. <clears throat> yeah, the thing that was cool, it's held up. Uh, it's held up pretty good over the years. Yeah, the thing I liked about it, which was kind of surprising, was how. Um. It was as forceful as the original Batman the Ride coasters. Like, it's super... Like, it's fun how the elements are kind of small. Yeah. And it just... It's, like, super forceful. It looks, looks, I really love that intense. Looks too. The zero-G roll right over the entrance is pretty badass. Okay, so there are 32 then- B&M inverts... Let's see. Is that someone's pizza? Yeah. So yeah, that was the second B and M invert. Okay. They did a good job for their second one. Well, Batman was it's really good like for a... the first one. Oh yeah. Like Batman. I mean, the, for for how small they are, they pack a good punch. I mean, yeah, those inverted coasters are probably the reason B&M was so successful. Because those stand-up coasters didn't really do shit. They're too gimmicky, uncomfortable. Yeah, people actually thought that that was a good idea for a little while. I can't believe it, but... It's just, ugh. Why would you want to stand in line for hours, then once you get to the ride, you get to finally sit down. But no, you got to stand up, and this uncomfortable... Bike seat, yeah, get banged thing. around, and and then get your legs g-forced the fuck out of. I really hope we see another era of roller coasters that goes into gimmick shit like that again, because that was a pretty fun era. Yeah. Probably like, well, you got SNS coming up with that new model. Yeah, I think and we the will. B and M the wave coaster. Yeah, it'll take the right creative. People remember Ben, that guy that had that like coaster dynamics type model for that different style 4D coaster. Oh yeah, with like the rollers. It was shit. It was like a roller system instead of a ratchet. It, it like it was like two tracks could share the same spine, but also split off. But they were 4D. Do you remember this? Um, I've never heard of that. There must have been okay, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, but I was thinking of there must so there must have been a few different ones. But yeah, yeah. I guess the one that I was thinking of need to make a comeback. It was like a 4D coaster, but instead of like X2, where the second rail is connected to a ratchet system and a gear that like spins it, it was like a roller system, so it was continuous movement. So you could have like multiple flips in the same direction. 
you didn't have to return is to it a one, center. Is it one of those where every ride is going to be different or the same? No, it was all the same. I guess it was just a way to make the 40 trains way lighter and remove all the complex oh, okay. like mechanical shit out of the rotation. Yeah, there's a lot of engineering that went into X2. A little too much. That's why era went kaput. But I, I love X2. I always make a, you know, whenever I go to Magic Mountain, that's always my first ride to hit. It still delivers a good thrill. That ride's amazing. Right. Love it, love it, love it. All More right. Data. Oh, yeah, Magic Mountain. Great park. All right, gents. Um, Time for another fun segment here. We're full of them yeah. here at your favorite coaster sucks. Benny, you ready for this one? It's time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. Come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. We're going to go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Disney purchased more land near Magic Kingdom. Disney has donated medical supplies to hospitals. The light in Walt Disney's apartment in Disneyland is being kept on during the park's closure. Disney is expected to furlough workers beginning April 19th. <laughs> oh. Disney Minute. Buzzer beater. I wonder uh, where they picked that date. Um, I don't know why they picked that date. Probably because they announced April 18th before as like an oh. for, you know. Now, would they get back pay from when they were stopped working? No. Or how does that work? I don't think that's how huh. furlough works. Because yeah. I know furlough, you're supposed to keep your benefits. That's the purpose of it, essentially, right? Maybe. I think furlough is you, you well, like, it might be different, but from, like, I have a few friends who just got furloughed and from what it sounds like, you don't get paid your like hourly or your salary, but you can keep your benefits. Like you're you're still Healthcare. considered an employee. It's just you're not getting paid for work. And that's why you get on the unemployment. But yeah, you can still collect unemployment. I think. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Well, at least all those people will still have their benefits and shit. Yeah, and they should have their job ready for them once this is over. Well, that's good. Who knows when that'll be, though, but we'll find out. Yep. Stay inside. Follow the recommended guidelines by the CDC. Wash your fucking hands. Don't Uh, eat ass. (laughs) Social distance. Um, Yeah. Wash your hands. Stay at home. All that shit. Do all that and we'll be back to parks quicker. What's up, your favorite Coaster Sucks listeners? Taking a quick break from the show because, fuck it, you're listening to a podcast. You love podcasts like we love podcasts. Right, Ben? Yeah, and uh, you should 
Wait, this is for making podcasts or listening to podcasts? <laughs> I, I, it's for listening to podcasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you love to listen to podcasts? Like this show? Okay, hold on. There's no way. We can't. But it's so authentic. <laughs> oh, anyway, download. We're selling out. So if you're interested in Stitcher, use our well, promo we're, code. We're already on Stitcher. So maybe for those of you who don't know, it's a podcast app. You can play podcasts through it. You might even be listening to podcast to this podcast on there right now. In which case, hey, check it out you can get yourself a free month of stitcher premium which has ad free episodes and maybe one time one day you'll find a ad free episode of this show up there but for right now we're here uh hawking stitcher so you can sign up over there and get a free month if you go to stitcherpremium.com and use our promo code COASTER when you're checking out, it's only $4.99 a month. Ben, do you see the list of shows that they have available there ad-free? Wow, there's the Joe Rogan experience. Bro, have you ever done DMT? Oh, it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to learn about DMT, download or pay for Stitcher, and you can listen all about Joe Rogan's DMT experiences. Yeah, yeah, they got um, science rules with Bill Nye. I didn't know Bill Nye had a podcast. He should. Holy shit! Remember that show that he had that was awful? Well, it won't be that. It's his podcast. No, I'm sure it's fantastic. Completely, completely unpolitically biased. <laughs> Holy shit, this is a long ass ad. But not as long as the ads that you'll be able to listen to or not listen to on Stitcher because it's ad free. Yeah, yeah, skip all of these bullshit ads by joining Stitcher Premium and signing up with Coaster. With promo code COASTER. And if you're a COASTER fan, if you're a COASTER fan, you don't know how to spell it. It's uh, C-O-A-S-T-R-R. (laughs) C-O-A-S-T-E-R. So please, go head on over to Stitcher. You'll be helping out the show. You'll be helping yourself out. Get rid of all the ads in the podcast. So, uh, and use promo code COASTER at checkout at stitcherpremium.com. Now back to the show. Your favorite coaster sucks. All right, so um, we got some interview questions we normally like to roll through when we got guests here. Yeah, yeah, that's me. So, Ben, yes. go ahead. 
What's the worst roller coaster you've been on? All right. So, well, I've been a coaster enthusiast for almost 20 years. When I was in junior high, I've always liked roller coasters, looking them up online, watching, you know, those VHS of POVs and stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. And, uh, the show on Discovery. So from that is where I got my fascination for roller coasters and, you know, going to Six Flags Marine World at the time, uh, you know, a few times a year and maybe the occasional visit to Great America. So since then, I've branched out and rode, ridden a lot of coasters, especially starting in 2018 when I really started traveling the country. I think my coaster count was at a whopping maybe 100. So it's way up there. But the worst, hmm. Well, obviously the worst coaster I've ridden is going to be Kong. But the most disappointing one has got to be Skyrush. I do not like that ride. Everyone, when we went to Hershey Park in August, everyone was saying how Skyrush is so cool. But then, you know, you hear about the restraints called by Crush. And I'm thinking it can't be that bad. They're just being pussies. So me and my wife get on it. Holy shit, after like the first element, I was hoping to get to the brake run as quick as possible. That thing hurt like a motherfucker, man. Was It's nothing but pain. Was that opening year? No, this was, uh, so I went uh, in August. It was last August. Oh, okay. Was it worse opening year? Well, so I wrote it opening year and it was pretty shitty like that. Like the restraints were super painful. It was like a... It was like a clamshell, except it was tilted upwards, so only like one square inch of the restraint was on your thigh, and it was hard. Oh, and it it like That's... came down at an angle, so it like was like like cutting in your in. waist, like constantly. I don't know if they well, it, so they they changed the restraints. I think they if added they did, more they made them worse. or something, and they made them less tight. Uh, that padding did not work because all I can think about during that ride was this fucking hurts and I want this off and I want this ride to finish. So I, I don't know why they can't find a solution to that that's actually comfortable. I, I, I don't know why. If anyone knows why, I'd love to know. It's because the layout... Yeah. I mean, you you think with that layout, they can get a good ride if they had traditional restraints. That's all. That's all it needs. But no, that shit's. It, it was not fun. I got on it once and then did not need to get on it again, even with the line being very short. Damn. Well, I haven't been on it, but after that stellar review, you know. Uh, if you like feeling like a sharp pain in your thighs, like a really, really hard heavy feeling painful you'll like it if you want to enjoy a fun ride you you won't and another ride that i rode and didn't like was vortex at king's island fuck that ride and i'm glad it's gone everyone being butthurt that it was removed and seeing how much they loved it they're full of shit that ride sucked there's people who came out of the woodwork saying oh i loved it it brings back to my childhood why does i have to get rid of it they had to get rid of it because that right fucking sucks ass. Well, it's usually what happens is just like people will, I don't know, they won't talk about it until it's gone. Or Exactly. Yeah, fuck when that it ride. Oh, there. it's going away. But it was the best ride ever. Yeah. 
Because while the ride was still in operation and no one knew it was going to be closed, there was no love for the ride. Everyone saw it for how it was and said, that ride sucks, you know, with, with good reason. Then they announced it closed and you get these people who want to feel cool and say how great it was, how much they loved it. They're full of shit. Yeah. Fuck those hipsters. Seriously, trying to be cool and you're not dumb. So what park has the best bathrooms? All right. So for this, now I keep hearing people about saying, uh, from all your previous episodes, people mentioning, uh, what's it called? Um, A lot of people have said Dollywood. Dollywood. Yeah. I haven't been there, so I cannot say for that. Now, for me personally, I found the bathrooms at California's Great America to be sufficient. They were clean. And I happened to visit there last year when I had a well, little story. Before The day before our visit last year was like last April, and I was constipated. So I took some um, laxatives the night before. Oh, God. You know, I got it out of my system. Good to go. We get to the park. I kid you not. I'm having to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. I probably went good six times. So I think I hit every single bathroom at the park. And they were all... Theme park plumbing. They were all... I gave them, yeah. I gave them all a thumbs up. They were quiet. They were comfortable. My wife was kind of frustrated, but I told her, hey, I got to go. I got to go. Well, how many people can say that, that they've been to like all the bathrooms in a park in one day? New challenge to all of our listeners. Seriously. And not just visited the bathroom. Like, legit, use it. <laughs> right. Like, give it a test run. Yeah, that's what I did. as a social media challenge. Like toilet selfie in every theme park bathroom in one day. Well, yo, we talked about um, shitter credits before at parks, so. Shared credits? Shitter. Like as in, I've got to take a shit, so I'm going to the shitter. Oh, shitter credits. Hey, that's a good website idea, shittercredits.com. Like you can like trash. Like you can, you have to, you have to classify and report a bathroom, then you can keep count of it, kind of like untapped or something. You can rate the toilet paper, the cleanliness. This is a Seinfeld episode happening right now. Google Google Toilet. If if, Google if the toilet. Google if Google if think about it, if Google had a fucking toilet widget like it uses for Google Maps and Google Airlines and all that shit. Like you pop up the Google app and it's like, where's the nearest bathroom? Alright, this one's got four stars. There's a you Starbucks point four miles from here. Right. Why isn't this, that a thing? Because that, that's and they'll we need they'll be like this one has no open bathrooms. It's rated. It's Seriously? rated as a four point five. It'll do. <laughs> then you see the one star review or the old sentence. How bad it was. Yeah. You know the gays would ruin it though and turn them all into cruising spots and then have like like hidden language in the app in bathroom descriptions just for like. Yeah, this one's a good cruising spot. What's the gay thing you do in a stall to let the person in the next stall next next to you know that you want something? Isn't there like a tap, foot tap? Or what do you do? What's, what's Wait, the method uh, on that? Like the saying? Adrian's looking for yeah, some like, advice, Ben. 
yeah, for a tit for a tat. What do you what? Yeah. If I'm interested in the person in the stall next to me, what's a signal that I can give? Is it like a double foot tap or is there some sort of secret code? I think it's just the the mutual like understanding like you know what i'm saying like i don't know i've never done it i don't know what i'm talking about but i'm guessing you would just like (laughs) slowly put your feet together you know what i'm saying like what like like if you're interested you put your foot down and then you like move it closer to the door and then like they move it closer to yours and you move it closer to yours and then you know then you know okay gentlemen speaking of shitters i'll be right back oh continue on well i choke on this pizza What's the worst media day event, enthusiast event, or opening day experience you've had? See, with this question, I don't have that great of an answer because I've not been to a media day. And uh, I think I've been to an opening day once back in the day for Discovery Kingdom. And everything was operating smoothly. The one enthusiast event I went to was West Coast Bash back in 2009 at Magic Mountain. And it was fine. And I just remember riding next to, we got a ride top to with ERT for like an hour. And that was always fun. So I, I can't say that I've had a bad experience with uh, media day events or opening days. So yeah, I, w- I wish I could have a good story with that. I just don't. I mean, it's good. You didn't have any bad ones, I guess, but uh Yeah. What's the longest line you've ever waited, and was it worth it, and what ride? Okay. Now, with this question, pretty good. Um, I'm kind of impatient. If there's a really long line a really long line for a ride, I really don't care what that ride is. I probably won't get on it. I'll probably, I'd rather try to get the fast pass and pay to get on quick. I just don't like waiting too long. But I did wait an hour and a half for Steel Vengeance, summer of 2018, and that was the longest that I waited. And was it worth it? Yeah, kind of. It wasn't like not worth it, but it wasn't like oh, I would do it again. Well, I mean, so I mean, waiting only an hour and a half for Steel Vengeance opening summer seems pretty good compared to. Oh, excuse me. Compared to a lot of other people's experiences, especially the first year. Seriously. Like, I just don't have the patience. When people say, oh, I've waited five, six, seven hours for this and this ride or this and this shitty ass ride. I'm like, I, you're crazy. I, I, I can't do it. I think like, like, yeah, like for me, it comes down to what kind of line it is. Is it I got in line and I'm not sure how long it is and it ends up being six hours because of like breakdowns or, you know, shutdowns or oh. whatever. Or is it like, you know, you walk up to the entrance and it's like posted six hour wait. Like, I would never do the later, but I've been in a few situations where I've had the prior. Where you thought it was going to be quicker, but it ended up being long. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, was it worth it for the six hours? Actually, I don't think I've actually, let me think, I never fucking remember how long I've actually waited for shit. Like, I, I, I don't know, like I've waited almost four hours for Millennium Forest opening summer. I waited Ooh. three plus for Dragster. Um, and then there was once I waited. Uh, there was a wind problem and all the rides were closed. Um, Have you ever had a, a rollback on Dragster? Yeah, rollbacks are 
Yeah, because like they typically happen, at least they did, they were pretty predictable. So you could either get them like in the morning or after, yeah. like right after it rains. So, so like, because park management will try to get the rides open no matter what, even if there's rain coming, like in the radar, like on the yeah. horizon. Um, mm-hmm. So you just kind of like on a slow day, you just kind of go camp out by the ride. You know, wait in the station, wait on like the ramp for when the rain's about to hit, and then you just try to time it. Gotcha. Because we so uh, like if you you, like dispatch or you're sitting, if you're like sitting in the train in the first station, and then it starts, you know, like rain's coming, then you're got pretty good chance. Oh, but have you ever had a rollback yourself? Yeah, yeah, I've had. uh, Hold on, how many have I had? Oh, you've had several? I've had a couple. Like, I've probably had... Yeah, I, I worked there for three years, so... Um, oh. It was like... That's right. You did yeah, like, I mean, over the course of working there, I've ridden it a bunch of times. Like, well over 100. Wait, you um, know, you, you did the Skyscraper, right? Yeah, yeah. I did uh, Ripcord and Skyscraper, which ended up gotcha. being really awesome rides to work. Like, if you ever work at a theme park... Like definitely work the sky coaster. It is the best job. I remember you were last week. You were saying how you can kind of loosen up the straps a little bit to give people um, a little bit more uh, yeah. flexibility. I guess. Yeah, on skyscraper, like we would we would ride them like really fucking loose, like to the point where you're holding them together like yourself, <laughs> so the shoulder straps don't go over your shoulder. But yeah. Wow. I got on the skyscraper at uh, Scandia. Though. What was that? Or they, the, there's a, sk- a skyscraper at Scandia in Sacramento. Yeah, we went there last year for my wife's birthday, and they tell you because of the neighborhoods that you cannot scream while on it. It's like, I mean, not like I'm gonna scream anyways, but that's just stupid. Oh, because like neighborhood, you gotta be shit. quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but speaking of of rollbacks, so. We go to Cedar. We went to Cedar Point last uh, June, and on our way there, it was pouring rain hard. And this that weather was different to us from what we're compared to in Cali. Like it came down hard, then then nothing. Sun's out, like nothing ever happened. So we go to the park. Like like I think the park closed at eight. We got there around six, and I look at the parking lot. There's got to be less than a hundred cars, maybe like seventy five to hundred cars. It's empty. So we go there, every ride's open. I go walk on, Val Raven, get on that. And then I get on Dragster. I'm, you know how they load two trains. So I get in the second train. So there's one load in front of me, and I'm on the second one. So we're kind of waiting to launch, but the train in front of us is on the launch track. And that train gets a fucking rollback. And I was so pissed because I could have been on that train if I was a little quicker. Yeah, it's like... It's definitely um i wonder how rare it really is because i feel like a lot of people have them and it's really common um like what's the chance of getting it yeah because there's probably like i don't know well funny yeah. i've never worked that i've never worked that ride so i don't know how many there are in a day but i mean i remember like being in challenge park we could watch the ride operate from you know open to close every day probably like yeah and it's a fun ride 10, to watch 10 12 rollbacks a day sometimes okay 
So I think they have a pretty good chance of getting on it, if getting a rollback if you, if you marathon the ride or something. Yeah, Plus, I was but normally, say, I'm... like, percentage of coaster no. people are from Ohio. Yeah. And, like, if you're at Cedar Point a Ohio, lot, man. you know what I mean? Like, the percentage is higher of coaster people that are going to get a rollback because there's just more coaster enthusiasts in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And actually, I take the back no. the 10 to 12 a day. I'd say on a normal day, it's probably like three or four in the morning. Gotcha. Yeah. But I've seen it. I've seen it. I've only been to Cedar Point a few times. I've seen three rollbacks. The one I've been in, on the train that was in front of me. And I was next to this German guy who was like, oh, I should have. Like he was <laughs> broken English. He was like, I, I wish I could have done other. Well, even crazier than rollbacks was before they were like a thing. Like this is it's kind of it kind of shows progression in coaster enthusiasm because um, for a while, like when a rollback would happen, people didn't know what was happening, you know, so everyone would like freak out. And now it's like everyone watches for it. Everyone's like like chanting rollback every time it passes in the morning. When it happens, they clap and cheer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny. They're like going, woo, and it's like, oh, man, those lucky motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, I love that ride. But it, it really crawls through that top hat. It, it goes, sometimes when you're on it, you're thinking it's going to roll back in a second. Yeah, I actually sometimes like when it goes slow versus when it goes fast. Yeah, it's not like King the Car. King the Car, you know you're going over that hill. Yeah. A rollback's not even in your mind. But oh yeah, good ride, good rides. But yeah, that last question, hour and a half, maybe two hours is the most I would wait on a ride. I'm just, I just don't have the patience for it. But when I go to parks, I go, I, I pick days that I assume the parks can be less crowded or empty. Right. I'm not the guy. I, I'm not gonna go on a weekend in the summer. I just don't. Yeah, totally. Good like, call. That's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Like. The idea of going to the park on a normal day just seems pretty fucking awful. Yeah, you're only going to get a handful of rides and you're going to wait most of the time. Yeah. And also at Cedar Point, I'll buy the Fast Lane Plus. Because I think it's like 60 bucks when I get it because uh, the Platinum Pass, you get the, the discount. So, uh, hey, what's the best kitty coaster you've been on? Hmm. So, when it comes to this, I'm not... A credit whore. I'm not gonna go get on a kitty coaster for the credit. I, I really just don't care. But as far as kitty coasters go, maybe the only one that I've been on is the little snake one at Discovery Kingdom. I don't even know what it's called, but it's the one on your way to Medusa. It has like a little, what's it called? Like a, a snake on the front of the, the front train. There's like a figure eight. I haven't been there. I don't know. Ben, do you know which one he's talking about? Uh, which Wait, which park? At Discovery Kingdom. It's the one on your way to Medusa. The, it's like a snake. The snake? Wait, like a kitty, a kitty coaster? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure the name of it. I don't know if I've even been on that one. Here, a cobra. It's called Cobra. Okay. All right. Or also the one at uh, Fairy Tale Town. Would you guys count um, 
waxy taxi, a kitty coaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yo, yeah, yeah. Okay, then that for sure is the best because that ride is freaking awesome. Nice. Well, um, have you ever asked a ride operator out? I have not, and uh, I would love to, but maybe on our next coaster trip when we're, you know, on the East Coast or another part of the country, me and my wife, what we do is when we go to these parks, we always try to see who can point out the hotter chick. So we're like, oh, look over there. Look at that chick. Look at her butt. Or look at her tits. We always try to see who can point out the hotter girl. And uh, sometimes when we point out an employee, we just kind of give each other a little nudge. And we know, okay, check out this chick or that chick. And it would be cool, but I'm a bit of a wuss to do this in person. Maybe my wife can, can do this, but it'd be pretty awesome to have like find like a nice hot ride operator chick and tell her, hey, we have a hotel down the street right there. After you get off, how about you come to the hotel and we can do the sex? That would be cool. But I'd have to let my wife do the talking. Well, the only thing I think you might run into is like is the is the age of theme park employees. Oh yeah, Being obviously like I'd, well, I'd find someone who looks college old. age, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, if we were to ask it, it I would ask an older someone who's obviously probably in their twenties or thirties, even forties. Won't mind that. She's down a clown. She is. See, that's the one thing that me and my wife have in common. We both like the ladies. This is becoming like an ad advertisement for you guys. So if you did date someone who was working at a theme park and it came with benefits associated with whatever department they were in, like if they were in food, you get free food, or if they worked the rides, you cut the line, what department would you choose? Uh, I definitely like to cut the line because of my inability to be patient. So someone who can help me get a fast lane. So whoever works in the supervisor of fast pass, fast lane, quick queue, that's who I would go for because I'm all about getting the quick queue, fast lane. I, I, I just love skipping lines and looking at the people waiting. So that's, that's what I choose for sure. Cause when it comes to food, yeah, I usually have the, uh, the season, uh, pass add-on for, for the food benefits and drinks, so I don't need that hookup. So I definitely skip line employee of some sort. So uh, what's the most annoying experience you've had with a theme park employee? Okay. Um. Well, there's a couple. So I think it was Knott's Berry Farm. I marathoned um, Accelerator. And every time I got on, I because I wear my sunglasses. When I go to parks, I do it right. I got sunglasses with the straps. I got my shorts with the um, zippered pockets and everything. So all my stuff's secure. But every time I got on the ride, sir, you can't wear your sunglasses. And I show them the strap. I said, oh, I'm, I got the strap. Then they go, oh, you're good. I get on the ride again, same person. Sir, you can't wear your sunglasses. I'm like, dude, did you not fucking just see me two minutes ago? 
like, <laughs> but yeah, that that was a very annoying when they just keep asking to remove my sunglasses, which I will not do because they're safely secured. And another one, me and my wife were getting on uh, Batman at Discovery Kingdom. It's the Ness and free spin, which I, I love those free spins. They're great rides. And they wanted to dispatch the train really fast. My wife was putting her fanny pack in the bin and she sits on her seat and the guy grabs um, the restraint and kind of slams it down, kind of knocking her glasses off almost. So I thought that was a little rude. That guy was being a little rude. But for the most part, when it comes to uh, theme park employees, I have nothing but mostly great experiences with, like I'm a good person when I'm at a park. I'm well-behaved. I, I like to make people laugh, throw little jokes here and there. And uh, yeah, I, I think employees, for the most part, you know, have, we have a good time. So don't have any horrible experiences other than those annoyances. That's good. We've had some pretty bad ones on here. Oh yeah, I've heard them. I've heard them. I think I've heard most. I think I've listened to most of you guys' episodes. I've heard all of them. Shit, thank you. No problem. No problem. What about some Rob Alvey stories? All right. So Rob Alvey stories. First of all, I want to say on the record, that guy fucking sucks. His whole Starbucks (laughs) fiasco, the way he mutes and blocks people, like dude. Aren't you 40 or 50 and you're acting like a fucking child? Grow the fuck up, dude. Why you gotta... Oh, he acts like such a little bitch, man. Seriously, the whole entitlement with the Starbucks issue, like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Now, I've met him a couple times back when I was in, uh, in a junior high or first year of high school. I knew of Rob Alvey and Alyssa Alvey and the TPR because... I bought their videos for POVs because back in those days, that's the only way you can do POVs is through VHS. So I would buy all their videos and I knew who they were. So we were at a field trip for FBLA and we were at Great America and me and my friends are walking and I see this person walking in our direction and I spot her and I notice her. I'm like, hey, I know who that is. And it was Alyssa Alvey walking by herself. So I go up to her all dorky. I'm like, hi, hi, Alyssa Alvey. I'm Adrian, and I like you guys' videos. So she was there, met her, shook her hand, and uh, probably should have been practicing social distancing then, but I didn't. And then the following day, on our way back from our field trip, we went to Discovery Kingdom, and there it happened to be some sort of opening day for Zonga. You guys remember that, right? Yeah. Looks so awesome. yeah, Zonga. I got to. So we, I rode Zonga, and uh, Rob Alvey was there. A few other coaster people were there with videos and doing interviews and stuff. So we we rode it a few times. I got to ride with Rob and his crew, and yeah, that ride was cool. And it wasn't anything to write home about, but kind of sucks that it didn't last more than what a year or two yeah yeah it, i wonder it, it it's cool it's kind of too bad that went to a six flags park because i feel like if it went to like a family park or something smaller it probably would still be around yeah then it moved to me i think it's in mexico right now ain't it oh yeah that's right yeah 
but it's not the one that killed someone recently. No. You guys know that one, right? Uh, the the Schwarzkopf, the, the thing derailed. Chimera. Yes. Oh my god, that thing was hauling too. But that year that Zonga was at Discovery Kingdom, it was like oh three, right? Think it was that, yeah, I think it was that year. And um, in the parking lot, in the far left corner of the parking lot, was the freaking shuttle loop from Great America, the Grease Lightning. I don't know why this Six Flags bought um, Grease Lightning from Great America, but they did. I don't know if they planned on <laughs> setting it up and opening it at Discovery Kingdom, but it sat at that parking lot for a few months or a year. And I don't know why or what happened to it, but I did write it when it was a great American. So yeah, that's my Rob Alvey story. Fuck that guy. In your experience, what park has the most overweight guests? Hmm. Good question. So I've been to a lot of parks over the years. Now I'm trying to think. I'm judging this answer based on how many walks of shame I've seen. So based on that, I got to say not very far because in my most recent visit in November, I saw the walk of shame happen about at least five times. One of them, I think, was the same same dude, too. Ooh. But as, yeah, but when I go to these parks, they're just not that crowded. So I don't know which one does have the most overweight guests, but not very far had some had some big boys and big girls. What about the park with the most croissant knees? Oh, that's right. You guys were talking about that last week. Croissant knees. Hmm. I don't have a good answer for that. That's a good metric to measure how large the guests are. Are they toasted croissants or untoasted? (laughs) Have Uh, they been baked? (laughs) (laughs) Magic Mountain also has some hefty people, too. Yeah, do they look like baked croissants, or do they look like Pillsbury Crescent Rolls popping out the can? <laughs> right. <laughs> they make the they make the can pop sound when they walk. Yeah, one's soft, doughy, and innocent, and the other one is abused, shamed, and... Hardened, just... cracked, calloused. <laughs> it's gross. Hasn't but, I mean, I've been seen, in some line... Hasn't seen soap in three years. Oh, that's nasty. But I, I've been in some lines where there's some big people in front of me, and I'm telling myself, how do they not know that they're not going to fit? And of course, they do the walk of shame. It's just like, yeah, they have the test seat up front, usually for most of these rides, but you can wait in this long ass line. Well, I think to, like to with walk some, right off the station. Well, I, I think with some people, it's almost like they try the test seat, and then it's like close. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. it's just a test seat. Like, whatever. We'll, we'll, I'm sure it'll be fine once we get up there type of thing. Now, one ride that I know is always – and I'm a pretty big dude myself. I'm 6'2", 215. And, you know, I used to be bigger in the past. I've lost some weight. So I, I fit on every ride. But the one ride that I barely fit is uh, V2 or The Flash at Discovery Kingdom. Those intimate impulse – they have the worst, tightest restraints out of most coasters that I've been on. And I know a lot of people have said that. Yeah, they have that weird, like, side seatbelt thing, which makes it kind of tight. Yeah. Or and it barely, it barely clicks. And man. that second seatbelt, it's like, who the fuck is that for? 
I know. Yeah, because right? that there was there's two of them. So, well, I think there's I think, no way. Wait, there's a seatbelt between the legs and then one on the, the side. Oh no, I meant the second seatbelt buckle because they're on the oh, side. Oh. You know, there's like one yeah, and then another one. Yeah, well, yeah, it's there's, really there's two places where it can pull it. I mean, like I've seen kids go into the first buckle. Actually, I remember the first time I rode that ride, I could get it down to the first buckle. But you were like, able to get the first one. Like, but I was like, I don't know, I was like eleven or ten or something. Oh, okay, okay, that'd be why. But yeah, those restraints are just so restrictive, man. Yeah, like if you take and too I, deep of a breath, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you remember that? And. uh because I remember riding V2 opening year, uh, Discovery Kingdom or Marine World at that time, when it was 185 foot tall. And we all knew that in the coaster community because it was the same stats as the one at uh, Six Flags Great America, where the two spikes were 185. But Marine World had a 150 foot height limit. <laughs> so they had to redo it the following year and shorten it by 35 feet. Did Six Flags really think that they can? get away with that or, or someone fucked up there maybe it was like Alton Towers the, just take, just paint the top green so it matches the trees and it's not above the tree line well yeah even in all that controversy they even like changed the height on the website or something yes the website listed it as 150 I remember checking when I was what, that first year but we knew that and it's not like I was going to go narc on the uh, the city officials, but everyone knew it was 185. Well, well it wouldn't be that hard that to just mission. go like find Google the ride even then and find like RCDB. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think that went down then? I wonder if like the park knew and then they just tried to lie because you have to get a pipe, you have to get a permit for something eventually. Do you think they just lied and were like, but, yeah, it's only 150. I think so. Got the permit. The park. The park for sure knew because they were building the same one at Six Flags uh, Great America. The other thing is, like, they have to get the state to sign off to open it in the first place. Yeah, did the city not? <clears throat> someone, like, yeah, on some of that up. documentation, there's got to be, like, the actual real height listed. Right. Well, the website said 150, but. Well, they can say whatever yeah. they want, but, like, documentation from Intamin, like, blueprints or whatever it'll have like the actual height you know right yeah and that's like, such a dumb ordinance like they should have just left them let them keep it at 185 man just hate that height limit it looks more interesting the way it is now though it, it, it looks cool but that back spike sucks compared to how it was when it was taller it's kind of like a weird roller coaster tycoon thing now yeah, going over the entrance. So, uh, what's the most overrated roller coaster? Overrated? Well, I'm going to go back to a coaster I mentioned earlier, Sky Rush. Everyone talks about how great that ride is, but they can go suck ass because that ride sucks. All it needs is new restraints or trains, and then it could be a good ride because the layout is intense. It's got some airtime. But it's just not – It's not, I can't ride that and enjoy it. I just can't, which makes sense if they're getting a B&M Hyper because B&M Hypers are actually comfortable 
and don't hurt. So, yeah, that, that's always overrated, Sky Rush. People talk about it like, oh, it ain't that. When people say, oh, it doesn't hurt me, you're a liar, dude. It hurts everybody. And I guess when it goes back to the station, the restraints release a little bit. And then you hear everyone go like, ah, no wonder that ride never has a long line. It just doesn't. Yeah, so overrated, Sky Rush. Get out of here with that. All right. What um, what about Topper Track? Is that wood or hybrid or neither or Ferris wheel? That is. I mean, I guess my opinion doesn't really matter too much on that. I, topper Track to me, I would say wood because the way it is structured, it is structured different than the the I box. So it technically, is wood, but it rides like a steel or a hybrid because they're smooth, aren't they? But I haven't ridden. An actual uh, RMC wooden coaster. I've only ridden their hybrids, so I can't say for the actual feeling myself. I'm just going based off what I've heard from others. But I'd classify them as wood. So basically, if I classify them as wood, everyone has to go by that. So it's wood. <laughs> Plus, I mean, at this point, there's only four of them. Four right. or five. Yeah, you, you got Goliath. Uh, Outlaw Run, Goliath, um, Lightning Rod, Lightning. Wildfire. That's it, right? Was, was there one other? I mean, they count. Do you, you might maybe count Tremors. Well, I think that's only <laughs> RMC oh. in like one, a few spots. So I don't think they've done the entire ride. Yeah, Tremors, that's where they actually tested that actual design, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I fucking love RNC. I always told my wife, if Alan Shilkey was here, I would let you suck his dick. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I would demand it. That's an open call to Alan Shilkey. Alan Shilkey. Wait, I, I owe you a wife's BJ. <laughs> Because he's done such great things. Oh, he's so cool, man. You just look at him, you're like, damn, that guy's such badass. <laughs> There's this Facebook group called the Church of RMC, and everyone praises our Lord and Savior, Alan Shilkey. <laughs> but I feel like he I yeah. feel like he doesn't have a lot of other hobbies. But what guy doesn't like getting his dick sucked? I mean <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Touche. Like, Alan Shilkey, might. My wife would love to do it. I mean, is it going to be one of those things like I'll suck your dick while you play roller coaster or, or like while you play No Limits or something? <laughs> I don't play No Limits, but it's something that I would definitely brag to all my friends about. Here, you design the hey, turn of this new ride while I suck your dick. Yeah. Or tell me what the next, you know, I tell, tell me about how your experience was at California's Great America when you were walking around Grizzly with a ruler. You gotta, you then, gotta save you all your like, elements into my no limits as pre-made elements so I can use them later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get all the high fives from everybody. But if he designed something, if he, if he designed something though, and you sucked a zig during it, you could like point to that ride, like during the ride, and be like. Yeah, man, I I I got the seed. I inspired he the seed that ride. Turn. Yeah, you you you, you influenced, or that's you not, were part of the influence. But I would love to see 
Alan Shilke at Great America to do Grizzly because fuck that ride. And the layout, he can do some magic with that shit. Alan Shilke, go to Great America, and Adrian's got something waiting for you after. <laughs> My wife. So, uh, Orion, is it a giga or no? It is a giga. It's just, yeah, the, the drop is 300 foot. That's what matters. People want to, you know, make a big deal about it being 287. Like, I get it. It doesn't look... 300 foot tall because it's not but the drop is 300 and if you look at orion compared to all the other bnm hypers the drop is in the same fashion as leviathan and fury 325 how it has that extended portion going all the way down into the ground that extra big uh beam from the track which is they which they only use in their giga coasters so it's definitely a giga now is it going to be a great giga? Uh, it looks like they could have done a lot more. Like, why did they half-ass it? Why is the brake run 85 foot tall? I think since the opening's delayed, they should extend the ride. Yeah. But I like, mean, I will say, though, it seems to be this weird mixture of Leviathan and Fury, which actually might be a good thing, because mm-hmm. I personally like Leviathan more than Fury. So I remember you talking about that. I haven't. It's like I haven't the, been on the bike. Or yeah, yeah. Or sorry, yeah. It's good. It's more intense. It's it has less elements, but it's way more intense. Like it's more action packed. Fury, you just kind of like you spend a lot of time on Fury, just sort of like coasting. Yeah, I love Fury though. Fury is so fucking good. And it just the way it looks, it looks beautiful with those colors and the way it goes over the entrance with those lights. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really like it. But you 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 would think that they could add a couple more hills on Orion, just a couple more pop, pops of uh, you know, some sort of floater or ejector airtime. But no, they got to do these dumbass turns. Or just like a bunch of low to the ground stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's like a half out back. Like, they should have done kind of a Raging Bull Final Frenzy instead of that weird upward helix thing. In yeah, the something run. like that taken that fast would have been that really where, cool. Yeah. Is that where it's low to the ground doing these weird turns? So, uh, do you have any buffet horror stories? I do, actually. Now, these aren't related to parts because I've not been to a buffet at theme parks, but... A few years ago, when I was definitely when I was younger, I would go to you know hometown buffet and different buffets at casinos and stuff. But buffets in general seem to be kind of going out of style. But when I go to buffets, I try to want to get my dollars worth, so I tend to overeat. And half the time I go to buffets, I end up having to throw up afterwards. And I always tell myself, okay, this time I'm not gonna overdo it, but I fucking always overdo it. I get all the food, then I say, well, I have to eat dessert. I already paid for it, so I'm going to get my value. And then I eat, and I throw up. I don't learn my fucking lesson like a kid like that. So I probably shouldn't go to buffets because it'll end So visiting a theme park with you is like what I've heard the movie Caligula is like? What what, What about cotton candy? Is that a candy or is it a snack? That's oh, a candy. It's all sugar. 
Yeah, it's got no substance. No, and like it, it, it's big in the bag, but in actual fullness, it's a lot shorter because it just ex- it's expanded air almost. Yeah, if you were to like shrink down a bag of cotton candy, it would just come out to like a couple packets of like Splenda, like Splenda packets. Yeah, it come out to like less less than a freaking airhead or something. Yeah, it's definitely not a snack. Now, if you want to know what a snack is, that's gonna be like a pretzel or maybe like a what's it called, a funnel cake. That's a snack because you get more substance with cotton candy. How can you get full on it? You just don't. Well, then what about ice cream? What about all three of those foods compared to one another? Battle it out. What's what's better? Funnel cake? I love, well, definitely ice cream. Now, I had a funnel cake on our most recent visit a few months ago at Discovery Kingdom. We had the funnel cake, and we used our um, dining plan so where you can use you can either get it as a snack and have just a funnel cake with whipped cream, or you can use it as a meal. And because we weren't going to eat any more meal because we were already full, we made it. We used our meal for the funnel cake to get the ice cream, the strawberries, the sauce, and the whipped cream. So <laughs> this is a funny story too. So I had that. The ice cream was good. The funnel cake itself was okay. It looked a lot better than it tasted, but it still was. It was good. But it's not something that I would go out of my way and pay top dollar for. But if I'm using my dining plan, I'll get a funnel cake here and there. But here's another situation where I didn't learn my lesson. I got the funnel cake with the loaded ice cream and and strawberries. And I was halfway done eating saying, I'm getting kind of full. But I don't want this food to go to waste. So I end up finishing the whole thing. We get back to the car. I'm like, uh, babe, talk to my wife, telling her, uh, can you wait in the car? And she goes, what's wrong? I said, I need to throw up. So I had a, I said, let's go over here in this area of the parking lot. And I had to throw up from that. Yeah, I don't learn my lesson. I overdo it. But I definitely love ice cream opposed to the uh, funnel cake and candy if I had my pick. What about, um... Um, uh, my place? Which mouse, the dead one or the Mickey one? Mickey. I don't listen to any dead mouse, so yeah, Mickey Mouse. I'm not crazy for Disney, but I have Disney Plus if that counts. Close enough. They need to come up with some new shows now. The Mandalorian was sick, but they have they haven't brought anything else to really um, make people want to get the service, especially with the coronavirus. Now's a good time for all the streaming services to really bring out some good content. Oh yeah, it's all because you're going to catch a big audience. So uh, normally we like to wrap up here <laughs> by paying tribute to a dead ride, and since you're our guest, Adrian, uh, it's only appropriate you get to pick. So what ride are we paying tribute to this week? Well, we got to pay tribute to the one in the love, the Vortex. I'm just fucking kidding. Fuck that ride. I want to go Zonga just because it's the one ride that I did ride that is, I, I don't even know if it's an operation anymore, but uh, it was fun. And um, 
I wish it did go to another park that was able to help upkeep it and it still could have been running. Look at all these other shorts, car, shorts cops that are still going. Because it was an interesting layout. It had those big uh, loops and some good intensity and those kind of like those tight turn drops. Yeah. So, yeah, I go Zonga. Right on. Good pick. Wish I could have ridden it. Love some Schwarz Golf. Sure. Oh yeah, like their the other Schwarz Golf Revolution is a great ride too. I love that one. Yeah, that's one manufacturer I wish I would have had more chances to ride. Revolution, it it never really has a line either, and it's smooth growl, but it's it's a fun ride. That one's kind of lackluster for a looper. The loop yeah, is but good, but considering how how old it was, it, it's pretty good for how old for for being from the seventies. First looping coaster, modern, true, featured in its own movie. <laughs> Definitely, roller coaster. Yeah. So, um, thanks for joining us, Adrian. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, you guys. Find him on Facebook. Or in a hotel near a local park near you. And uh, annoyingly, we got to ask you guys to do us all a favor. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast. really helps us out a ton, so we appreciate it. Of course, you could find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, email us, your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail or text us at 312-572-9552. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, your, your favorite, favorite coaster, coaster sucks. sucks.